Alrighty, welcome to a new episode of Conversation with Phil and Pete. I'm Phil, your favorite, and this is Pete, your talent. What's up, Pete? What's good? Hey, we have a good, great guest here for you tonight. We have Manny Manuel, the slim and trim crunch of, uh, executive assistant. He uh, works out so much, they gave him a job. What's up, Manny? <laughs> he is the lean mean fighting machine. Pete, how you doing? How you doing over there? You look like you're you're smoking quite a bit over there. Yeah. I'm about to be feeling a lot better here in a moment, you know. So Man, it's good to see you, man. How have you been? Good I have been How's the life of a first responder? The life of a first responder is just like any old day, man. Another day in the books. How's it been lately? Has it been pretty rough? Has it been good? Has it been soft? Has it been just <coughs> chilling? You know what, it, what it's been nowadays in the city of is there's been a lot of crime rate and it's because of the newer generation what we've been seeing is a lot of people getting shot a lot of people are doing drive-bys um stuff like that and it's all because of kids that are 14 15 years old making threats on one another on social media snapchat really shoot each other they go do drive-bys, and yeah, just a few weeks ago, we got a call out a 14-year-old kid shot in the face, and he got ill at the hospital. Last I heard, he wasn't going to make it. How long ago was this? Uh, just before Christmas, a few weeks before Christmas. Was it because he was shot in the face? Yeah. And it was because he was talking yeah, shit. Fucking random. Yeah, he was he was associated with the people that were talking shit and they said they're gonna come over and shoot you and yeah, they came over and shot at the house and poor kid, fourteen years of age, got shot right in the face. Damn. Right through his eyeball, into his brain stem. Last I heard he was on a machine living. That's rough. That is that is super rough to hear. The even rougher part about it is there was no adults at this house. It was a bunch of 14, 15 year olds. It took them like 30 minutes to find the parents. Really? Yeah. And so, so he went untreated for half an hour, or huh? did he go untreated for half an hour? No, no, no. The minute they, the minute it happened, they called. We got people there and. He got treated right away, but while he's getting treated and getting flown out to El Paso, they're figuring out that there's only young teens at this house. Ouch. Jeez. Who one do of the you... Of one of the kids was in Radium, which, Bill, I'm not sure if you know about Radium Springs, but yeah. it's like maybe 15 minutes away from the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had to go drive from there to where it was at to go pick up her. 
their kids over there at the house. Their responsibility. That's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. So you're saying, and I'm just, 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 just so our listeners know, you're saying a 14, 15 year old rolled over to a 14, 15 year old house, shot this kid in the face, and there's nobody there to even like stop it. What the fuck? Wow. What a dangerous world. What a dangerous. Maybe I should stop dropping so many bad me. Well, speaking of getting attacked, on that subject, we're currently, or we're getting attacked. Do you guys, you guys, do you guys follow Trump Lopez? What? I try not. I try not to because he. I don't know. I just don't agree with some of his standpoints, but. But what about him? So, as you guys know, you've been watching the news. Uh-huh. Um, our uh, commander-in-chief dropped the bomb. Well, yeah, we're in war right now. Yeah, we're in, we're in war. And um, by him dropping the bomb, people were in his bed. It was a funeral. That uh, person's... Right, that person's funeral. There was, like, a conversation about how there's, like, 80 million Iranians that were there or that they lived there or something like that. And they said if each person gave $1, that would equal $80 million. And they said $80 million bounty to Donald Trump's head. So all that went on to social media. And George Lopez commented, we would do it for half. So now he's like on watch with like the secret service. The fucking. Because it's a threat to the president. Wow. Didn't we would do it for half. Who's we? Who's we? <laughs> Is he talking about like the Latino people would do for half? Some Americans. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm coming to the conclusion that. We, as Hispanic people, Latinos, do it for half. Yeah, I'll do it for 25%. Yeah, some people, I think that's <laughs> what it means. Is some people, some motherfuckers do it for a discount rate. <laughs> that's what they were saying. Is that his comment was, he would, we would do it for half. So now he's like on watch. He's on fire. I know. So, so thank you for bringing that up, Manny, because that's a really good question to me. But let me ask you: How do you feel about what he said? What's your stand? Be it, what's your stand with George Lopez? So, two two parts. How do how do you feel about what he said, and where do you stand with George Lopez? Are you behind him, against him? So, what do you think? Growing up as a kid, he's a comedian that I would follow. Uh, he had his TV show. I actually went to his show in San Antonio. Um, I think it was at the AT&T Stadium. I went to go watch him. Well, you know, I have nothing wrong with the guy. You know, I think he's a pretty good comedian. Um, the way I take it is, you know, he's a comedian. Comedians can say what they want, you know. And I felt it was just a joke. 
mean that it's coming from a comedian, you know? But a truthful joke. I mean, come on. But do you think it's do you him. think it's meanful because he has he has said certain things about him before? You know, he even got in a fight in Las Cruces over somebody calling him something about Trump, and he fucking knocked the dude out. You know what I mean? So like, the, he already has a record. Him. He already has a record of like. Yes, being... but a little bit of insight on the person that he knocked out is somebody that goes around instigating. So it wasn't just some random Joe Blow that said, hey, go fuck yourself. It's some I love guy it. that goes I love it. Fucking, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, he goes around fucking, if he saw Donald Trump here, he'd go up to him and be like, hey, you're a fucking asshole or something, you know? And he'd get probably knocked out by the Secret Service. What about, so, but what about the whole, now, once again, and I'm not defending DT, by all means. Well, he is your president. George Lopez. George Lopez. Yes, what about his whole? What about his whole um, walk? Um, Hollywood on the star. The star fame. Remember, he was turned. He turned a bottle bottle of water upside down yeah, and act like he was pissing on a star. Yeah, on his, that, you I know. mean, shit like that too. I mean, the guy's got a platform. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just distasteful for him to stoop. That low. To somebody's level. Exactly. Yeah. That, I would say where I thing. was more concerned about what he would say is if he started grouping a group. Like when he said, we would do it. I would personally want to know who we he's talking about. Um, but then if he was just like, I would do it. Like, cool. Like, you joke over there. You know, because like still at the end of the day, I might not like the motherfucker. But he still is. He still is our commander in chief. Can't go kill him. You can't just go kill people because we don't like them. Well, you yeah, know what you I mean? can't go kill people any period, no matter who you are. You just gotta, you just gotta, you know, move in a positive direction and think positively and be be as best as you can be. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree that he would group if he does group, especially group the Latino people because. Unfortunately, the Latino people already have beef, beef with the with the Trump supporters. You know, they want to deport yeah, people and all that stuff. You know, but like, if and not, and build a wall. You know, like if we don't, huge. It's yeah, he huge wall. He um, huge. But yeah, it does. It doesn't make wall. sense. I just, I just think he just needs to watch what he says, especially with the platform that. Me and Pete have talked to that, about that before, you know, like, if you have a big platform, at least use it for good. Don't use it for Oh, yeah. Now, if he says something along the lines of, we would do it for half, call, let me just call El Chaco, then it's different, you know. There he's putting a group into it, you know, like you said. But if just, yeah, I mean, we would do it for half, but if you think about it, the we would be the Latino population. Even though he's not specifically saying, hey, my cousins from Los Angeles, we would do it for now, you know? His platform, as you say, we would be the Latino population. So you think he's saying we the Latinos? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Because then... 
again, you know, you know, there's going to be some fucking crazy radical out there. There's a Trump supporter going to see some sort of Latino and be like, oh, you're going to go kill our president and fucking cause a ruckus and fight him over it. You know, like it's going to happen. It's 100% going to happen. Interesting fact. Right now, what's happening? We're killing each other, right? We're killing each other over politics or whatever the case may be, right? I had a conversation with the janitor at work today. I showed him the pictures of Australia. You know, Australia's on fire, right? Yeah, completely on fire. We're fighting each other and killing each other, and there's animal, livestock, we're fighting for their lives. Each mother nature, and we're over here fighting over, you know? Well, I don't know if you saw today, though. They arrested like 20 some people. Six people who actually intentionally started the Australian fires. Um, oh, the yeah, other, the other eighteen or something. The other eighteen were like people who didn't help or some something weird happened. Why they got arrested? But like six for sure people actually intentionally started some of those. Fires. What the it makes fuck? Makes you wonder. What, makes you wonder why they didn't. People being retarded. I'm not just, sure if you've seen that or those photos, but there's photos of burnt forest, and there's just hundreds of livestock. I saw a picture of dead kangaroos. I saw a picture of, I couldn't really tell what it was, maybe a deer, kangaroo, or something. It was trying to get away, and it got caught in a fence, and that's how it got. No, it's pretty nasty. It's and the reasoning behind it. There's no reasoning behind it. It's just a sick world at the end of the day. Yeah. And then all the livestock and all the animals that died, like the koalas. I know the koalas. There was a big issue with the koalas. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There was one picture that I saw of a dead koala on a log. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like, did you see that video of the koala? Like taking a water bottle from a passerby and drinking it because they were so thirsty. Yeah. Like, it's the saddest thing ever. It's sad. It's really sad right now. You know, they said, they said, um, I saw something. Australian fires. 75%. Australia is so big. Five percent of the United States on fire. What would that make it? Would New Mexico be in the clear? So would it be all in the northern? No, New Mexico. New Mexico would would not even be be hit at some. It would be hit at some point. No matter which way you start, New Mexico would be hit. Same thing as Texas. But if we build a wall, it won't. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) This motherfucker. They said around New Mexico. They have determined that Australia's ongoing wildfires have now burned an area almost as large as West Virginia. Like okay. actually completely destroyed. But Australia is so big, man. Like so big. I'm not saying it can't recoup and regroup because they can, you know, but, you know, it, just to think about that whole concept and everything that's happening and, and the reason it happened. 
That's the sad. That's the sad part about it. And you know that's, and it, it's Mother Nature. There's they're they're battling it now against Mother Nature, because it's gotten out of control. The Mother Nature's a from the U.S. with the wild wild forest service going to help. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't doubt it. I, I wouldn't doubt it. And and here we are. You know, Just worried about worrying about catching the Kardashians on Sunday. You caught him yeah. on Sunday? You told me all about him last week. I do. I love him. But, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean, man. I know exactly what you mean. It's, uh, it's unfortunate that we're over here killing each other, killing each other you know, over politics and those life bugs that we're fighting for their lives, you know? Well, gotta do it for the gram. Gotta do it for the gram. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting deep. Y'all are getting deep for me. I'm the one that's, I'm the one that's stoned. Well, yeah. Look at this. Let's see. Can you see that? All those red spots. That's pretty much where Australia is right now. Yep. Freaking nuts. Do we know if that? Do we know if that fire in California is still going on? I think that one's been. Uh, I think that one's out. Because I know that I have family down in California, and my cousin sent me a picture of that area, and there's some sort of house. So I don't remember anything else about it. Yeah, it looks like they contained it right around Christmas time. It's good. It's in time for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you hear um, about like some of those like um movie stars and people who had a lot of money they were like buying or having um private firefighters like fight fight the fires for them instead of like waiting for another firefighter? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they were paying for they're private firefighters, and the firefighters were like fighting just specifically for their house. Not anyone else close to it, just their house. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna pay you ten thousand dollars next year. My house doesn't burn down. Yeah, literally what they were doing. Literally what they're doing. Right? That's a flex from hell. You know, that's like a flex. Like, it's like I got it, motherfucker. That's how it is. That's a big flex. Oh yeah, it's a huge. But other, um, but Manny, how else is, how how else is the dispatch life? The only reason that I ask is, you know, I, I just want to get a, want you to, you know, share any experiences that you have. Um, well, even the um, the the rough ones, the tough ones. Well, if there's one in your mind now, because you're probably so used to it. There's many. There's too many to count from. There's too many. Ouch. To I share one. I want to hear. Um, well, sleep it on your basis. What can I say? Dang. One day. In one day from 7 in the morning to 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, there was eight fatalities. Eight people passing from yep. 7 to 3? From seven to three, eight people passing. Was it murder or was it like 
somebody got Actually, ran over um, it at like at you know Picacho or something. There was, no, there was a bunch of different. I think like one of them, the girl called saying that her boyfriend shot himself. Turns out she shot him. Oh shit! He died. And then another one was like a law enforcement officer said he was going to kill himself. So they were looking for him, and they were like, well, his truck is over here. And they went and looked for him, and yeah, he shot himself in his truck. Another one was interesting. A lady sent her sister something via FedEx, a goodbye letter pretty much, saying, hey, this is it. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to shoot myself, so on and so forth. And so she called us to go do a welfare check on her. The door was open. They went in. Yeah, she shot herself. Fuck. Just the three that I can remember. Hold on, I'll be right back. Eight people. Well, not eight people shooting themselves. It's just or just dying. Eight dying people dying. Dang, yeah, that's one an hour. What's going on right now? Man? Do you think it's That's really that bad out there right now? I just can't believe that people are that destroyed. Like that It's hard to believe really what it is. It's hard to believe. It's a it's a tough time for some people. And to hear that, I mean, that that's that's one an hour, man. I'm not tripping. That's one an hour. Yeah, one an hour. But the, the reasoning—that's that's my question. And on all, all eight of those, is what's the reasoning? Right. So this isn't any information that is just kept confidential. This is on the news and everything, you know. So I got a call from a vehicle versus pedestrian. The guy got hit by two different cars. Luckily, the medic unit was right down the street. They actually rolled up on the accident as people were calling. And it was a young kid with no identification. Took him to the Mountain View, because Mountain View, Mountain View Regional Medical Center here is our trauma center. And they transported him to a trauma center, and unfortunately he's succumbed from his injuries. Well, following up in the news, about two, three days later, that kid had actually ran away, and he was a missing person. Oh, from shit. From here, in town. He had no identification at all. So they had to do everything they do. Where they, I think they sent his body up to Albuquerque. And I guess like a tattoo or something he had on his ankle or something. Until the family was able to identify that's who he was. Oh, wow. So as a family, right before Christmas, to find out you had reported your, I think it was like their son or something. Their son was missing. This accident happened, and then finding out that's who it was. 
Jeez. That's rough. It was interesting because when they had filed him as a missing person, the last place he was seen was just right down the street from that actual accident. Goddamn. How long was he missing before the accident? That I'm not too sure in the time frame, but from from what I understand, I guess he like crossed the highway, struck struck the fence. This was on Tesla, right there by the old Uber. Yeah. Struck the fence, tried to cross the street, and car hit him. So he went to the floor, and the next car that was passing by hit him again. Oh, it was a double hit. Yeah, double whammy. Golly, well, maybe rest easy. I'm at a loss for words on that one. Yeah. You know. But the us as dispatchers, you know, if you were to call and say, hey, is that my son? We can't tell you. Because we can't give that information. Well, you don't even know it, do you? Yeah, you technically don't know right away. Oh, really? Well, in that situation, nobody knew. Because he had no identification on him. He didn't have a wallet. He didn't have nothing, nothing that could identify him. He yeah, I just found, I found this, I found that article on, on KFOX 14. It sounded like, dude tried to cross Telshore Boulevard on foot when he was struck by a Lexus. The impact knocked him over to the next lane and then another car hit. Yep. That's crazy. That's like... Those cars were going fast. They weren't going slow. That's a fast. That's fast for that to actually shoot somebody over to another. Was it by? And it was by Uno's. Yeah. Oh, right there by the old. Uh, by that old call center. What's it called? TLC. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That that road's downhill. Gets downhill and back uphill, so it's really easy to speed around there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very easy. So one of those cars had to hit them at least going the speed limit. Yeah, you know, another, um, that was that was a pretty crazy one. Another pretty crazy one is I actually looked at. There was a uh, six-year-old kid who we got a call from the border patrol saying that there was an ambulance that was on the way from Mexico to be exact. Casas Grandes, that's two hours away from the port of entry in Santa Teresa. And that they had a kid who had been ran over by a three and a half ton truck and was needing treatment. He was already intubated. Coming in from Mexico? Yeah, coming in from Mexico. They didn't like helicopter. They don't helicopter that stuff at that point, or just they couldn't. Well, the thing is that happened is that I paged them out. The medic unit took a little bit of time to get there because they were actually clearing another call in El Paso. They were at UMC. So based on the information that I had and the units that I had going over there, I. Talked with the medic unit and saying, "Hey, look, this is what we have. Uh, Native Air is a flight service that we use for helicopters. Yeah, Native Air. They're based out of 
somewhere on the East Coast. I think they're in like Nebraska somewhere. I, I really don't know. So I get on the phone and I say, hey, look, you know, this is what we have. Um, you know, do you want me to come on standby? Because we can't, as dispatchers, we can't make that call. The medics have to be the ones to say, yeah, let's do it. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't just call Native and say, hey, can you just put a helicopter on standby? No, we can't do that. So, long story short, we talked to the medic, the medic agreed, yeah, let's put him in the air in case we need him. Well, right before the chopper got there, they were doing CPR on the kid. And they had asked me to ask the helicopter if they would fly a CPR patient. Nine times out of ten, they will not fly a CPR patient because if they code, which is if they die, while they're in the air, I guess it's like liability or I don't know, I don't know what what the whole genetic is behind that, but they won't fly a CPR. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just because of the nature of it, and if you think about it, doing CPR on somebody in a helicopter, you know, it affects a lot of different things. But what? But there's more to it, right? But I think the only reason why they did it is because this was a six-year-old kid where he doesn't weigh as much as, you know, you and I. Oh, I see. You know, so they flew him in. Yeah, they flew him to UMC, but from what I understand, he wasn't going to make it. Ouch. Because the Mexican ambulance, yeah, they had him intubated, so they were breathing for him, but they weren't doing CPR. Oh, wow. So breathing for somebody doesn't help. If you're not doing CPR. That's sad, man. That is it's really sad. Another yeah, interesting fact that I found out accident. is when they got there, the kid was dead. And the family was given information that he was okay and that he was alive. So his oh, family was waiting for him there. Oh, really? Wow. And it turns out turns out he had got ran over the day prior at about one o'clock in the afternoon. They treated him in a Mexican hospital. They operated on his heart and his lungs, but they couldn't do more for him, so they said, put him on an ambulance, take him to the U.S. Wow. And they don't just deny anybody. They don't just say, sorry, turn around, you got to go back. So that person wasn't, that child wasn't going to, what if this person, instead of it being a child, was a 40-year-old man? Would it have been different? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have never been different. They would have ground transported him to the hospital. They would have never transported him? Yeah, they probably wouldn't have transported him. No, well, they would have transported him, but they would have transported him by ground to the hospital. Jeez. That damn near gave me anxiety. Yeah, right? That was like, ah, uh, that was rough. I'm fucking smoking some more listening to that one. These are the kind of things that we have to go through on a daily basis. Well, yeah, definitely being um, a 911 dispatcher, you gotta, you go through a lot and you grow, you grow skin through, you grow skin <coughs> through all that. I think skin of some sort. Like to you and Phil, <coughs> it might sound bad, 
you know, everybody else in my son died. But this is a coping mechanism, coping mechanism we use as dispatchers to deal with that stuff. You know, when somebody dies, for us as dispatchers, that's one less person we have to talk to on a daily basis. Jeez. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. 100% makes sense. I get it. But that's just like, that's, that, that's, that's a way to cope. However, which way you want to cope, whether you want to do that or take it up the fucking ass, it's up to you. <laughs> However you want to cope with, with your work, you know, um, it's all the power to y'all. I don't, I don't mean it out of disrespect, but people have their own coping, their own coping ways for that shit. You got to find a way to cope when you're hearing. And the, my biggest thing not my issue with dispatch, but what would get me, at least so I think, is being the start in the front line in the situation and knowing what's going on and being responsible for passing through help and getting help there. And then at the end of the day, not knowing what the fuck happened, that would just drive me absolutely nuts. Night, and I'm going to tell you a truth. This is true, 100%. Nine times out of ten, we don't know what happened. Once they get to the hospital, all we know is they got to the hospital. Really? That's what I'm talking about. I know that because you told me that, son. Damn. Dude, that would drive me nuts. That would drive me up the wall. And if you think about it, this is just an interesting fact. An interesting fact. You know, I support everybody. Law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics. Every, every branch in public safety. But the last person that is thought about or is treated is dispatchers. When's the last time you, you, you read on the news, oh, thank you to our first responders, the dispatchers? Um, I actually see it a lot because I probably like a lot of responder stuff. Me too. So I yeah. I, I, I see it. But there's a lot of the times where like you see, oh, great job to the fire department and the ambulance and and the, and the police department for, you know, or like for example, most recent one, the shooting in Texas in the church. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Did you see anything in the news about or you know? Thank you to the dispatchers who had to take that call. That person is probably going to hell right now because they had to take that kind of call. Legit, I hope and I pray in my career as a dispatcher, I never have to take that call. Do you know anybody who took that El Paso shooting call? No. I bet that call would have been fucking rough. Well, there was about a bunch of them probably. Yeah, but any anybody could have. Anybody could have taken that call. But, you know, like, there are probably five, seven people taking the same call from seven different people saying, hey, we're getting shot up right now. Yeah, and the interesting thing is El Paso being it's a bigger city, their dispatch centers, they have more people. At any given time here in Las Cruces, if something like that were to happen, people would be waiting on hold. Oh, wow. Because at any given time, we have eight dispatchers. 
Total? Given time. Total. How far do you guys cover? How far? Like, what's your area? All of Donian County. Really? All of Donian County. From Sullivan Park to Hatch to Chapel. Oh. Yeah, Southern Park. I was about to mention that. Southern Park. What a goddamn... That's uh, it's quite the area to cover, you know. No, and God forbid, I hope nothing ever happens in Las Cruces. But if it does, people are going to be waiting. People We're not equipped mad. for it. We're not equipped for it to happen. We're not equipped for it. And it's not, mm. you know, maybe because... You know, we need more people. I don't know. It's always going to be a demand, but the needs, our center's not big enough for anything like that. Granted, it's better than what it used to be in the past. Is it a new? Yeah, it's a new. It's a new center, but we have eight dispatchers. Damn. And if you think about it, if it happened in the city, the two dispatchers. That would be working the Las Cruces Police Department would be busier than shit. Therefore, you're down to six dispatchers answering phones. Yeah, we're not equipped for anything like that to happen. So I pray to God nothing does. Yeah, I pray to I pray to the Lord. El Paso, El Paso, if I'm not mistaken, they have two hundred people in their call center. Jeez. Oh. Shit. That's a lot of souls. 150, 200, something like that. That is a lot of souls. In their dispatch center, they have designated call takers, like 50 of them. That's all they do is answer the phone. Damn, that's a lot. That is a lot. It's a big center. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a big center for a big city. A bigger city. I've seen the Las Cruces is a big, but... Dude, Las Cruces is huge. Yeah, it's huge, but, you know, we get overloaded when someone calls for a three-car accident. <laughs> 30 people just imagine if it Just imagine if it snows a quarter inch, the city shuts down. city is Red shut Hill. down. Shut down. I don't even know what would happen to our phone system. It would, like, reboot or something. <laughs> It would shut down. It would shut down. Yeah. What would happen is other places, so like, for example, NMSU, state police, Sierra County, if we're too busy, it overflows to them. Really? Wow. They have to call us to give us the information that we already have. Well, at least there's a backup. I don't know how staffed they are. I don't know how stuff they are either. I got a buddy up in Sierra County who says they only have two dispatchers up there. Oh, jeez. Uh, That's crazy. Well, definitely it shows the lack of employment for some reason. I wonder why. It's not even, the, it's not, sometimes it's not even about the job because it's really not about the job. Anybody can do it. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Some people are not cut out for it. They don't have that thick skin, so they fall. But, you know, it has a lot to do with, you know, the higher-ups, you know. Oh, so it's an issue with management when it comes to a position like that. 
<laughs> you can't incriminate too much. Yeah, right. You're gonna have to like it. <laughs> You're gonna have to like some podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. It has to be something off record. I off record. No, 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 I got it. We got you. We got you. Damn. But there's, you know, in the three years, one and three years that I've been there, I guarantee, I legit, I got PTSD. PTSD. What and why would you say that? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty that's a, that's a bold statement right there. Just the stuff that we have to do with the traumatic injuries or the traumatic stress or the you know the traumatic things we have to go through. Well, I can only I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, what you're hearing every day is you're hearing. You're, at times you're hearing terror in, in a voice. I mean, yeah. I've heard a that. scream before. I mean, that I remember once I heard a scream when I was younger that I just, it took me so long to forget because it was just a bloody scream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And people don't call us just to say, hey, how you doing? Just yeah. want to say what's up, you know? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> No, but, you know, they're calling us on their worst days ever. No, I'm with you, man. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I feel you. And that's why, that's why I really wanted to get you on just to share a little bit. And, and also, it's been a while since we had talked, you know. So it's it's always really good to have you on and to catch up. But, oh, yeah. of course, it's it's coming towards our time to, to end her. But, Manny, before we close out, Give us some, some. Give us a last thought or something. Or yeah, a give us a out. quote, a thought, a something. a something. Give us something. Something. Okay, let me look it up real quick. Give me something really quick. I'll look it up for you. Oh, he's gonna. Yeah, I'm excited. Gonna, I'm excited for his he's thought. He's going to the interwebs. He's going to the to I Google. Or go to Bing. Yeah, he just hangs up and he's like, peace out, bitch. <laughs> he's going to go to Google and he's going to Google inspirational quote. <laughs> and he's going to be like, you guys should put this on your gram. I hope he pulls up a Harambe meme. Oh, dude. <laughs> Long live Harambe. God, that big slug. I'm going to find it now. D link, D N K. What is it? N K Lanka. No, it's marijuana. Oh, is it? Let me have some, bitch. Are you smoking? Are you smoking today? Oh, no, Harry. Smoke every day. Smoke weed every day. Are you smoking these days? No, no. I've had this weed here chilling for like... I've had this weed chilling here for like a week. Damn. I know you pull the pen here once in a while. Or often. <clears throat> no, not anymore. I do... I'm so active. And what I mean by active, like... Tired. You're just naturally falling asleep. I'm just naturally... Without Great. it. Manny, is he still there? Manny, you still there? 
I am still here. I'm still trying to find it. I can't. What the fuck is he looking for? I can't find it at the moment. It's that word, but it's something along the lines of, you know, when a dispatcher goes on to the afterlife and he's there at the curly gates, St. Peter's, you know, what did you do to deserve a spot in heaven? You know? And the dispatcher replied with, well, St. Peter, I was the dispatcher on earth. And St. Peter's response is going to be, you have already gone through enough and seen enough of hell. Welcome to heaven. Your spot has been waiting for you. That's quite inspirational. Yeah. I see what you mean. That was deep. You have already already seen too much of hell. There it is. Best place on earth. That's fucking. That was that was by Manny. Manny with his with his final thought. Show 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 them some love. Show dispatch some love. We love them. Yeah, we love we love first responders. We like donuts. We like like Olive Garden. Yeah. Olive All Garden. Right, I'm going to shut this motherfucker down. Before I'll let you shut it down. Hey, Fat Fish and Z into the Twitter. Uh, the Biscuit on Friday. Y'all give us a here. Um, and yeah, I'll let Phil close it out. Uh, y'all stay high. I have a new show tomorrow called Underground with Phil on the 5 Radio XL. This was another wonderful show of conversation with Phil and Pete. Hey, Manny, thanks for joining us tonight, man. It's been a while. Always love having mm-hmm. talking to you, man. Um, Thanks for having me, guys. It was a last minute thing that I was able to join and share some of the knowledge of the dispatch life. Yes, I thank you. Dispatch for life, baby. It's in gold line. Damn. Pound so, sign, number sign. Pound sign, number sign. All right. Later, peeps. We out of here. Peace. Yo, we were just getting ready to end the episode. We just ended it. And then Manny decides to come up with another story. So I wanted to share this to you guys so you guys could hear this crazy story. Um, After this, thanks for listening. This is Conversation with Phil and Pete. Keep running. Later, brother. Be quiet. Don't call 911 when someone comes to your house. Hey, real quick. Real quick. Before you get into it, interesting story. The last call I took for the day. This kid calls 911 and says, hang on the line. I want to make sure my mom is okay. Well, mom and dad were fighting. And with technology nowadays, I was able to ping where he was at. And so he was telling me that his mom and dad were fighting and that he didn't think his mom was going to be safe. Therefore, I have to send the police. 15-year-old kid not calling 911 was a joke. I put that little kid in his place. I said, okay, sir. Well, because of what you've told me, I have to send the cops. No, 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 please, please, don't tell the cops. Tell them not to come. Please, please, I'm going to get in trouble. Please, please, please. I'm like, you're not in trouble. You told me your mom and your dad are fighting. There could be, you could be in danger. That's why I have to send the police. No, 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 please, no, please, don't tell me to come to the cops. Please, 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 please. He was begging me. Damn. But I sent him anyways. You he didn't even give me his address. He didn't even give me his address. I got it in? all based off of technology where I was able to touch the phone. 
Damn. And all I told him was, what apartment number are you? <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm in apartment number four. Got Damn. it, number four. They're already in route to your house. No, 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 no. Don't and you say that off the fucking air? You tell us the story off the fucking air? Well, you just came to my mind. Hey, don't worry, Pete. I recorded it. Call your day. What the I fuck? got it. Oh, thank God, man. I love you. Thank God. Oh, my God.